stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl G. This is your forum for exploring and discussing challenges that are faced by public and nonprofit leaders. And now, here's Dr. G. Good afternoon, and thank you for tuning in to Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. I'm Cheryl G., and I'll be your host for the hour. Today, we're going to be continuing our conversation on managing performance and achieving results. We had a wonderful uh, response, and thank you to all who sent in comments and additional questions. So we thought we would continue this conversation. Joining us today, we have a senior pastor of Greater Life Baptist Church here in San Diego, California, uh, senior pastor Cedric Manley. Thank you, Cedric, for being on the line. Thank you for having me. Yes, and Pastor Manley is also an area operations manager for FedEx. I should say airport operations manager for FedEx here at the San Diego airport. Again, thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Also on the line we have Annie Rodriguez, who's an associate vice president with the Neighborhood House Association over our Head Start program. Thank you, Annie, for being with us. Thank you for having me as well. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we also have Linda Shoup, who is a senior partner. Or I should say she is the partner and a senior consultant with Organization Effectiveness Consultant, which is based right here in San Diego. Linda, thank you also for joining this conversation. Uh, thank you. Okay, and we may have Andre Howard joining us. So if Andre comes on the line, we'll announce him. He's the Vice President of Intellectual Capital at the Alliance for Children and Family Services based in um I want to say Wisconsin. I may be wrong. So, okay, let's get started on this fabulous conversation. Um, Linda, I think I'm going to throw it out to you first just to kind of give us a framing. I know there's so many spaces and, and places we can go into this wonderful topic of performance management. But when I say performance management and achieving results, what's it all about? What stands out in your mind, Linda? Well, um, thank you for allowing me to speak first. That's a good question. I think that one of the things that happens to me in my consulting practice is that when people call up about performance management and want some advice or some help or some skills to be better managers, the language and terminology that they use often is confusing. And I try to help them differentiate the fact that under the umbrella of performance management, we have things that fall into the normal cycle of checking results and goals. We have things that fall into the how do you manage and stretch your high performers. And then we have the other side, which is what do you do in terms of disciplinary actions when people are not meeting the expected standards. And so when we lump them all together, it's harder to talk about. If we differentiate those, there's a lot more tools and techniques for managers and executives to pull on in their toolkit. Mm-hmm. Fabulous. I love that. And I, and I think each of those buckets, I think we probably did more with regards to checking performance goals um, last week and maybe a little stretching and less on the disciplinary process. Um, and we'll just see where the conversation goes uh, today. Um, Pastor Cedric, how about yourself? What comes to mind for you? Well, we have a process of, uh, of performance improvement here at, at FedEx that I think has worked very well for uh, this corporation in the area of, of just performance management, and it allows us to uh, address a particular uh, performance 
issue and not the employee uh, or person performing the task totally and and go to root cause and and find solutions that are are that will work for both the company and the employee to help them reach a level of performance that's at least acceptable and and try to get them to a place where it's outstanding. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, Annie, for yourself, what comes to mind? I think that um, performance management sometimes is viewed in a negative light, and I see it as really achieving outcomes or outcome focus, and it's, you know, it's a good opportunity to grow staff, um, to provide them the opportunity for um, just continued um, advancement in their careers. And I just um, am excited to have this discussion. Wonderful. Well, I'm going to actually use um, Linda's um, framework that she's given us to just as I maybe go through some questions. And we'll start with the stretch, with the positive stuff, uh, with regards to um, having you each think about your own careers and what has proven to be most successful in getting you motivated to stretch and to produce high-quality results. Uh, Cedric, how about yourself? What have you found has helped, if you're just thinking from your own perspective and what leaders have done or maybe what you've actually intrinsically done for yourself to be in that space to produce high-quality results? Um, Well, never accepting good enough. Uh, You know, being appreciative of what you do for a day or at a time but uh, never accepting that as being the ultimate goal. I mean, we we search for here at uh, FedEx anyway, uh, 100% customer satisfaction, and uh, trying to reach that goal or striving for that goal on a daily basis. I, you know, I'm an internally motivated person, so um, just trying to make sure that every day uh, the best comes out of me and then um, the operation environment that I work in to make sure that the best comes out of that environment as well and always being ready to uh, celebrate the successes yet look at things that need to be done a little bit better next time are are ways to keep uh, at least the team that I work with really focused on on what we need to do. Okay, wonderful. And I love that balancing that off with stopping to celebrate the successes. So celebrating the successes and yet always striving for that next level of excellence. Yes. Uh, Annie, how about yourself? I think with me, I started in our organization um, as a support service worker and having the opportunity um, or taking the opportunity to um, be in a relationship um, with my supervisors as a mentee-mentor relationship where our supervisors have given me the opportunity to kind of... um, giving me assignments that maybe I wasn't comfortable with taking at the time, but um, being willing to move forward and perform those duties um, and just putting myself out there to um, to grow. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. I love that, Annie, and kind of also helps us think back to last week where we really kind of talked about the importance of the relationship and so establishing a supportive relationship where you're maybe motivated because there's a commitment that comes with that relationship versus feeling there's a, you know, got to do this and it's more of a compliance-oriented um, uh, type of a feeling. So stretch assignments is what I think I heard you say, and also the relationship was real important for you. That's correct. Wonderful. And, Linda, how about for yourself? Well, I think that one of the most important stretch assignments that I've personally um, dealt with and helped others deal with is the um, crossing of the meeting of performance goals with believing the cultural behaviors that people are expected to demonstrate as part of what makes them an effective employee. And I understand last week you had some com- conversation about um results and driving for results as part of performance management. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, I think that what has been added on is the ability to 
uh, weave in the cultural expectations and how we treat each other and how we treat our customers and wrap all of that together as a challenge and a stretch because we can get our managers and leaders to get results, but we don't want them to leave bloody employees in their pathway. Mm-hmm. We want them to bring them forward so that they're positive influence on the culture. Yeah, I could not agree with you more. And I think one of the things um, here, and um, Annie can probably attest to it, even speak to it maybe more, is that really we realize just the importance that service excellence needed to be part of the culture. And my mantra is always, you know, then what do we need to have the managers and the leaders modeling, which means what do they need to be saying and doing, and then what do they need to be supporting? Is there training? Is there coaching that needs to happen? And then what do they really need to be rewarding in creating some type of incentive around an understanding of service excellence and really defining that? For us, it's consistently delivering exceptional service that demonstrates I care, which is that piece um, that you're talking about, Linda, that we don't want a bloodbath, and I care has its own significance, but it's demonstrating I care that builds a positive reputation and support for the organization. And I care is integrity, courtesy, attentiveness, responsiveness, and excellence. And we say excellence has to be accomplished with compassion. So we're right there with you with regards to the culture needs to support the excellence that Pastor Cedric, you talked about as well. Mm -hmm. Fabulous. Loving that. I'm going to have us um, jump to the next bucket, but we'll kind of go back and forth here a little bit. But in this next bucket, I want us to think about, because this is one of the questions that came in afterwards or one of the comments that came in, is when a person's not on track with their performance, how do you go about having uh, those performance development conversations? I think we talked a lot last week about maybe the coaching conversation. Uh, what about that performance development conversation when they're not on track? Any thoughts from, from anyone with regards to that, any yeah, particular technique or process you use? Yeah, first of all, Cheryl, I think you have the courage to address it, you know, and not let it go by because sometimes it 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 catches you at a point to where you you know, may not be comfortable with exactly how to uh, go about changing that performance, but you have to have the courage to address it and, and create that awareness with the employee or with the with the group that you're working with that um, there is an acceptable level that must be achieved. And so um, that's one of the first important things in, in doing that. Mm-hmm. I love that, just the courage. Um, any other thoughts from um, Annie or Linda? Yes, I think that I agree that you have to have that, uh, maintain that open communication with staff. And I think that... Um, Sometimes engaging in that conversation or beginning those conversations are difficult, so I often take a strength-based, supportive kind of role in in initiating some of those conversations. And Annie, I'm going to have you put a comma right there because we're going to have to go to a commercial break, but I'm going to ask you to hold that thought and ask our listeners to please stay with us. We're going to be right back with more on Leadership Matters, Informing Leaders, Inspiring Solutions. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email G at dr.g at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Technology is changing the way we live our lives and how we do business. On CIO Talk Radio, we talk about the benefits of technology and the great things it allows us to do, as well as its risks. Heard every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, Sunjo Gall interviews business leaders and other experts that are shaping the way we use technology. To learn more about this show, visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Keep up with the changing world of technology 
technology and listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjo Gall. Listen in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. And we're back with more on Leadership Matters. Today we're continuing our conversation on performance management, achieving results. With us today we have Senior Pastor Cedric Manley from Greater Life Baptist Church here in San Diego, California, who's also an airport operations manager for FedEx at the San Diego Airport. Uh, Pastor Cedric, thank you for being with us. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And with us also we have Annie Rodriguez, who's the Associate Vice President for our Head Start program here at the Neighborhood House Association in San Diego, California. Thank you, Annie. Thank you. And also on the line is Linda Schub, who is a partner and senior consultant with Organization Effectiveness Consultants here in uh, based here in San Diego. Uh, Linda, thank you also for joining in the conversation. Mm, my pleasure. Wonderful. So, Annie, before we went to break, you were uh, sharing, and I want to just invite you to kind of pick up where you left off. Okay, so... Um, we were discussing how to begin having some performance um, development conversations. And the model that has been successful with me is really taking a strength-based and supportive approach to it. So initiating those conversations with staff, you know, um, sharing some of their strengths and some of the um, value that they have. And then um, transitioning into um, more of a supportive mode and discussing maybe some of the challenges or areas where their performance needs to improve. Um, and I think that that really allows an opportunity to uh, break down some of that defensiveness that can occur um, when having those um, conversations. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree as well. Um, I think um, it really kind of follows. I know we talk a lot about the appreciative inquiry or the AI approach, um, and I see the same when, when you can actually start with, uh, what are the successes? What are the strengths? How do we build upon them? What's the vision for the next level of excellence? And how do we support the person getting there? Let's kind of brainstorm together. It really does create a space for generating solutions versus a blaming or a problem kind of heavy sounding conversation, which can still kind of get you to the same space without having to go through that dip, um, just kind of going right for what needs to happen differently to achieve the vision. Um, any other thoughts on that? Well, sure, just taking an investigative approach rather than an interrogative approach. Say a more. And some people are, may not know the difference between the two, but uh, investigating, you're trying to find out information that will help you get to a, a better place as opposed to interrogating, trying to um, find out where there's a problem and, and dealing with it from that approach. So investigation as far as uh, just finding out what you need to do in order to move ahead with an employee really helps. Mm-hmm. So it feels you know, more exploratory in the conversation versus accusatory almost right. in some ways. And Linda, did I hear you going to say something? Yes, let me add just one thing to that, which is a lot of times performance problems are not the fault of the individual through whom they show up. And so that investigative approach that was just spoken of, I really believe in because a lot of times it's the systems and procedures and technology that causes the individual uh, person, manager, or department to then have performance problems. So I do agree that you have to seek first to understand, mm-hmm. and then you can start to come up with some solutions. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Okay. Any other thoughts regarding um, the... Um ways to kind of have this uh, performance development conversation. You know, what actually comes to mind for me as I'm even saying and asking this is at the Center for Creative Leadership where I am uh, fortunate to 
provide some adjunct services, one of the models that they use um, in providing feedback is situation behavior impact, and that is being able to clearly de- define to the person, here's a situation, here's the behavior, here's the impact it had, and I kind of like to add um, to that situation behavior impact. If it's, if it's a coaching conversation, um, here's what you could do differently or let's explore what you could do differently. If it is actually more of a performance management conversation where perhaps coaching has not been working and maybe the person is a little bit more resistant and I just need to be clear on what the expectations are, then it's more situation, behavior, impact, and expectations uh, because we are in a different space at that point. I think there are times when um, it's coaching, the person's open to exploring possibilities of trying to achieve a shared vision for their next level of performance. Uh, And then you get to where perhaps you have an individual who we've tried to coach and it just hasn't worked, and they're miserable perhaps, or everybody around them is miserable. Certainly the team is suffering and the organization may be suffering for not getting a, a need met, and you may have to have a more direct performance management conversation about um, a developmental area that really we're talking about um, the person is not meeting the standard. And so uh, that may be another um, framework which still can fit into what Annie talked about. We can certainly start with um, here's what we appreciate, here's your next level effectiveness as I see it, and the situation was this, the behavior was this, the impact was here, and expectation of moving forward is X, Y, Z. And I think as we talked about last week, um, understanding that under the umbrella of performance management, we're always clear on expectations. Mm-hmm. We identify a way to see, you know, are they tracking with regards to how we're monitoring that progress or that performance, and then having some accountability or fostering some accountability where we actually provide feedback on track, like Cedric said, celebrate, great, yay, not on track, then it becomes a conversation that could be coaching if, you know, that's where we always want to start, but maybe we've done the coaching, we haven't seen the progress, and I know that that was a lot of the conversation we got from some of the people after the show last week was, okay, what if you're not seeing the progress, we're doing the coaching, then yeah, it may be time to have a performance management conversation that really adds to that third bucket that Linda was talking about, more disciplinary, where I'm shaping the performance now with conversations about here's my expectations and there are consequences that follow uh, and those consequences may lead down a progressive disciplinary process going from oral to written to reprimand and so on and so forth. Um, Other thoughts on that? Yeah, just the practical application side of that and Mm -hmm. and we have employees complete a performance action plan Mm. and, and what they do is write down what they think they can do in order to uh, reach the standards that are clearly outlined and acceptable, and, mm-hmm. and then we walk down it, and, and and maybe even a few months later we revisit, or a few days later we revisit their performance plan to see how they're doing with it, whether it needs some touching up, or or whether there's some areas that uh, that are are performing well that have actually made up to, uh, to standard and then some areas maybe lagging behind. So continuing mm-hmm. that conversation process mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. coaching an individual along. Yeah, and I absolutely love that, Cedric. I think that's a great approach. And, and I think what Linda said, you know, a lot of times it may not necessarily, the person may not be performing and there could be other reasons related as to why we're not getting what we need out of that particular position. Um, and so I think as we're having the conversations, we're open to exploring the possibilities for support in all directions. Um, and never is it, and it, should it be contentious, it's always a situation where we're just trying to, as you said, Cedric, investigate and explore possibilities for resolution. Any other thoughts, Annie or Linda? Yeah, I'll add one. Um, you know, the formal performance evaluation or the big once-a-year session um, is a bit of a uh, myth because effective performance management and coaching and even rewards for the high performers and challenges has to be more often than once a year so that there should be no surprises mm. at the end. And I think based on the conversation, probably the four of us here have that as an implicit understanding, but for the audience, the employees need to know fast 
and frequent where you see them fall off the standard immediately, not when they're completely um, not performing and it's become an inflamed situation. But if they have ongoing feedback and they're used to coming in to your office and they have a 50-50 chance of getting a compliment versus a reprimand, um, that will encourage both of you, you the manager and the employee, to talk more frequently. Mm-hmm. So hopefully throughout the year you can minimize the disciplinary action or the degree to which improvement needs to take place um, other than development, but on the meet the standards side so that there are no surprises. Mm-hmm. There's confirmation mm-hmm. of, gee, you've been working on this and I'm starting to see a difference. Yeah, I love that. And, and I, I definitely agree. Ongoing performance feedback is an important part of a, a well run. And, and, and I love the um, Doug Walker's piece on, on managing results. We're really managing results and hopefully we're inspiring uh, the performance. Any other um, thoughts? Annie, anything you'd like to add? Yes, I think sometimes um, when you're coaching and you're hoping that the coaching is going to improve behavior, by the time it gets to those conversations where you're just um, managing and coming together to write, we we call um, performance improvement plans, Mm -hmm. and having the buy-in is really, um, you know, taking the opportunity to be respectful to your staff and having their input and measuring, um, allowing them the opportunity to kind of measure um, their performance by saying this is what I need and this is what my outcome will be, you know, involving them in that piece as opposed to dictating. Sometimes we say we need this by this date and it's not feasible for the employee. So allowing them to add, you know, be involved in that, um, you know, what do you need? How much time do you need to to um, to improve in this particular area? And what supports you need really kind of allows for buy-in. And sometimes that when you get to that, you know, punitive phase that we might call, um, you forget that part. You're just like, okay, let's get this over with. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. um, this employee is not, um, you know, amenable to any of the um, coaching we've provided. And I mm-hmm. think that you know, sometimes we just have to stretch a little bit more and and continue to be um, supportive and involve them in in um, their performance improvement. Mm-hmm. I you love know what that, that reminds mm-hmm. me of is the research says that the single most important person in helping someone change their behavior at work is their immediate supervisor or boss. Mm-hmm. So. A lot of times, if Annie and Cedros are not the immediate supervisor or boss, there's other people that need to be involved because um, there are several articles written on this, mm-hmm. uh, one by Marshall yeah. Goldsmith. Absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. And there's another article called Leadership is a Contact Sport. Mm-hmm. And it's about how do you lead and stay close to that performance and build the trust in the relationship, um, which might even extend to somebody's coworkers or direct reports, uh, sometimes called subordinates. I don't like that word, but um, if I'm trying to change my behaviors, I have to go to the people that report to me and say, help me. If you see me doing my old behavior, give me a sign so that I have a supportive environment in which to grow and develop and change. Right. Oh, I love that, Linda. Great point to end on, Steve. I think I hear you going to say something. I'm going to put a comma right there, though. And when we come back, I'm going to invite you to share your thoughts. So please stay with us. We'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters, Informing Leaders, Inspiring Solutions. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. 
Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email Dr. G at dr.g at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. Stock prices plunging, home prices receding, and unemployment rising to levels not seen since the Great Depression. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. We're back with more Leadership Matters really talking about this topic of managing results and I like to say inspiring performance. How do we get out of uh, individuals that we're partnering with and working with that which we need to in order to be able to deliver the results that we're trying to achieve. Pastor, uh, let's see, Senior Pastor Cedric Manley with the Greater Life Baptist Church in San Diego who's also an airport operations manager at FedEx at the San Diego Airport is here with us. Uh, thank you again, Pastor Manley. Thank you. And Annie Rodriguez, Associate Vice President with the Head Start Program at the Neighborhood House Association in San Diego. Thank you, Annie. Thank you. And Linda Shoup, who is the uh, who is a partner and senior consultant with the Organization Effectiveness Consultant, based here in San Diego. Again, uh, thank you, Linda. Mm-hmm. And our own fabulous associate uh, producer of our show. Valerie Wright has also joined us. Thank you, Valerie. Thank you, Dr. G. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. And before we actually jump right into our questions from our listening audience, Cedric, was there a comment you wanted to make in relation to what Linda was saying before we went to break? No, I, you know, I was just thinking I was actually agreeing with her and, uh, and thinking about the difference between the transactional leadership and transformational leadership as a, as a way of moving um, employees from one area to another and sometimes we're locked in that transactional phase and 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 as leaders it's incumbent upon us to become more transformational so that was and, my and actually why don't we have you just say just a, a two sentences on on tra- being transformational versus transactional well just being a person who influences sometimes either by your charisma by how you carry yourself and uh and, and motivating people through those means, and then showing individual consideration and, and treating people with uh, respect and individuality, and then uh, intellectual stimulation, how you um, help people to grow and, and arouse some awareness uh, within them, and then provide some uh, compelling and convincing logic, logic to help them move forward. Okay, great. Okay. Wonderful. Anything anyone else wants to add to that before we turn to Valerie? Okay. So, Valerie, it's all yours. Thank you. Excuse me. Our first question comes from Don in California. His question says, when you manage in a high-productivity environment and when results don't meet the perceived talent of the human capital, how does a manager slash leader get more out of an employee, are there ways other than punitive outcomes 
to increase efficiency. Okay. Any uh, thoughts related to that? Well, I can start, and I hope Valerie's okay on her Yeah, Valerie. I'm okay. I'm going to drink some water. Thank you. I think we start almost back where we started, you know, this conversation, which is people get passionate and motivated when they are doing something well. So one of the things that I do personally and I encourage my clients to do is start by saying, um, how do you apply your strengths to whatever issue? Is it to getting the results? Is it to addressing the uh, barriers or the root cause of why those results are not being attained? But people tend to be more motivated when it's very clear to them that they're being allowed to exercise their strengths and their passions. Mm -hmm. And while we all have to do the more routine, mundane, uh, transactional work of the planning, budgeting, forecasting, scheduling, Mm -hmm. etc., we leverage those results through people's strengths. And sometimes their strengths are people and relationships. So you get a double leverage out of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's an important thing to remember because it's really hard to get motivated to do something for anybody that you're not good at and don't like. Okay. Other thoughts? Thank you, Linda. Mm-hmm. I, I like John Maxwell's uh, three T's in that area, too, which is um, a train, transfer, or terminate. Sometimes you have to train people, especially if they're capable of doing a job and and they just lack some skills or abilities to be able to handle it. Or sometimes you have to transfer that person, um, as as Linda said, if they aren't really good at that's not really where their strength is, you have to be willing to um, shift them to an area which is possibly somewhere they can excel in. And then you also have to be willing to know when you, you know, they're not going to be a good fit in the environment and, um, and recognize those those things as well, and help the or the individual and the organization to transition in those situations. Okay, I love that, and and the um, the train transfer or terminate. And I would probably um, you know add my um, half sense to it with regards to doing those three or one might try whatever combination of those three in a timely and compassionate way. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'll add, too, that um, transfer can be a very good idea. Mm-hmm. A lot of times that's interpreted as I'm going to uh, slip in somebody with low skills into another department or mm-hmm. area. But transfer actually works very well when one manager says to the next, this is where the person needs to improve and help them. And so they're not transferred blindly to carry forward the same behaviors. They're transferred with a three-party, at least, understanding that the skills or results uh, that need to be worked on will continue to be worked on, but either the content of the job or the style of the new manager might be more advantageous to that particular employee. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, Annie, anything you'd like to add? No, I think I was um, wanted to discuss the timeliness of it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because I do think that oftentimes managers or supervisors um, delay in addressing some of these uh, performance um, concerns and Mm -hmm. then it really impacts morale, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. morale of the other staff who are, um, you know, observing and maybe, um, and I think so at that point of of the timeliness is Mm -hmm. is well, um, you know, Mm-hmm. is well taken. Yes. Great. Thank you. Valerie, did you have another question? I think, Valerie, you might have lost her, huh? Well, let me, um, I was just going to say, no. um, oh, what did you say, Annie, that I was going to tag on to? Oh, a number one dissatisfier and uh, uh, reason for low morale is perceived inequity between employees that somebody else is getting away with low performance and that the manager is not taking action to address it. So sometimes you can motivate and impassion your whole team by, well, you can't tell them what you're doing, 
-hmm. You can, over time, show them that either the performance has improved or the person is no longer qualified to stay on your team. Um, and that brings up the morale and motivation of everybody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's a great point. And you know, I always like to say, no justice, no peace. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. when they when there's perceived um, there's fairness isn't um, happening in the workplace, it can definitely create a challenge. So I think as managers and uh, leaders within our agencies and organizations, it's real important that we use our authority in a fair and just way. So I I definitely echo you on that, Linda. Hey, Valerie did have a uh, second question. It looks like she had to drop off the line. I'm here, Dr. G. Oh, you're I'm back. On. Great. Yes, you want to um, read yes. your next question? Absolutely. The question comes from Connor in Florida. And Connor asks, what are some of the fundamental skills that an employee needs to self-manage in improving their own performance? In other words, how do I help my employee acquire skills to become high-performing, and how do I coach them around these skills? Okay, any thoughts from anyone on that? You know, this kind of has me thinking back to last week, uh, Valerie, when there was a um, question that came in regarding the value of um, of self-reflection and just kind of taking the time to reflect. I think very often we can get caught up in doing and doing and doing and not take enough time simply to reflect on what we've done and the outcomes. If it's a great outcome, how do we actually replicate and do that behavior again? And if we didn't quite get the outcome we wanted, really spending some time thinking about how we might um, course correct next time Mm -hmm. is one thing that comes to mind and coaching someone around the value of taking time to reflect on their own performance. Any other thoughts? I would add to that um, goal setting. One of the things is is for an employee if, <clears throat> to assess their own skill level and then set goals that I think someone said stretch mm-hmm. earlier in the conversation. Mm-hmm. So yeah. set goals that stretch the employees toward um, high performance level and then coach them around what do they need to do to get there, um, and as they begin to strive toward that, the conversation is around how do I support you in that development, mm-hmm. what do you need, um, cheering them on in terms of when they don't quite get there or it's taking longer or they're not um, performing as quickly as they wish, but setting goals so you have something that you're, in fact, reaching for and able to see that you're moving toward that. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love that, and I think that was Linda who uh, mentioned the stretch goals. I think the um, the whole thought of having something to reach for and to you know move forward with regards to um, considering what's that next level of excellence again goes back to what Annie was saying and that whole model around appreciative inquiry where we can actually say to an employee, what do you do well and how do you build upon it? Yes. What's your next level of excellence look like? What are some goals? And now, yes, let's have that brainstorming about how you might get there. And then after brainstorming, well, what will you commit to doing over the next, you know, two months, three months, whatever? Nice conversation for moving forward. Hopefully that gives Connor some thoughts um, with regards to those fundamental skills and how he might help an employee self-manage. Yeah, May I add one thing? Yeah, I tell you what, hold your thought because we got to take another short break. Okay. But uh, keep those thoughts and stay with us. We'll be right back with more on Leadership Matter, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network leadership matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. need to improve leadership staff or organization performance contact InnoVisions today for quality effective and affordable leadership staff and organization development training coaching and consulting services Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email Dr. G at dr.g at innovisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of 
San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Tune in every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific time for The Growth Strategist with Aldana Ambler. On the show, Aldana and some of today's top business professionals will discuss some of today's most pressing business issues that hold you, the business owner, back. Aldana will also give you 21 ways to grow with her list of growth strategies. Grow smart, grow profit, and grow your business with Aldana Ambler and The Growth Strategist every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific time, right here on the Bottom Line in Business Talk, Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. And we're back with Leadership Matters. And I'm going to ask Linda just to start right on in with your thoughts that you had to kind of pull us over from that third segment. Okay. I was just saying um, two brief things about self-management is that there's a wonderful resource out there, books and online assessments, et cetera, about your own emotional intelligence and how, as people, we respond to triggers and words and language that maybe we're not managing ourselves very well. Um, so we can help our employees by uh, either introducing that concept to them, training them on it, and helping them see some self-management skills. Then the last thing that I'll add before I have to ring off here is sometimes it's ourselves as managers and leaders that we apply the wrong consequence. So we have a tendency to take a low-performing employee and instead of giving the time to coach, counsel, train, talk to, find support, we will offload their burden, which in essence rewards them for being a low performer. And then we give that to a high performer who we know we can count on, which in essence demotivates and punishes the high performer for being someone we can count on. So self-management is our own behaviors, and we have to look at that first. Wonderful. Um, I think those are excellent points. Linda, thank you so much for being on the show today. I know you have to run to another appointment, but we really appreciate your stopping by to have this conversation with us. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Yes, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, Cedric, were there some things you wanted to add to that? Well, you know, when Linda was saying that, I was thinking that's where that courage piece comes in there again, mm. the, the the desire to – because a lot of times we, we, because of our time or because of, you know, a number of different internal triggers, we don't address those issues, and we need the courage. And many times, and you know, from personal experience as well, uh, we need the courage to go ahead and address those issues and, and take the time – to uh, put together an action plan that will actually make sure that it is uh, corrected. Wonderful. I love that, underscoring having the courage to just do it and knowing and trusting that uh, we can make it happen. Um, Anything from yourself, Annie, that you'd like to add? No, I think it's just right on with what we have to deal with as managers on a day-to-day basis is how do we walk that line of building up staff and at the same time, dealing with performance um, concerns and in a timely manner. Mm-hmm. Great. Valerie, anything you want to add? No, I think I would like to say there is a book on um, managing emotional intelligence that Linda spoke to as she was talking about resources. And I think I've said it on this show before, and I love the book because it's straightforward, has techniques for paying attention and recognizing uh, what's triggering you, and it's called Taming Your Gremlin, and it's by Rick Carson. 
and I think it's a fabulous book to give to uh, people we're coaching that's a self-study for them, and it also helps with reflection and uh, kind of breathing things that help us self-manage. Wonderful. Thank you for adding that, Valerie. Valerie, would you like to share with our listening audience um, information with regards to how they can email or call in questions for, for the future or topics that they're interested in having conversations on? Absolutely. The number they should call for questions, emails, or to give us topics that they're interested in, that number is one eight six six four seven two five seven nine zero. Or they can email Dr. G at InnoVisions.org. That's dr.g at InnoVisions.org. Okay, wonderful. Thank you so much, Valerie. Thank you, Dr. G. Mm-hmm. Any final thoughts from um, yourself, Annie, or Cedric as we kind of begin to wind down our conversation? Uh, final tips to consider as it relates to managing performance and achieving results. Well, sure. I just close up. I, I I use four A's for myself, and and actually to try to keep myself online. That is awareness, acceptance, assimilation, and accountability. Being aware of what's going on around you and what is available as far as uh, correcting and then accepting um, responsibility to do something and uh, and and make a change in the environment. And then watch that change start to be put into practice through assimilation. You see it there. It's being um, used, being effective. And, and then accountability comes in because I know what needs to be done and, and how it needs to be done, and now I can be held accountable for making sure that it gets done. So just as a coaching technique for myself and then for others. I love that final thought, actually, uh, Cedric. How about yourself, Annie? I think Cedric said it best, and I think that he took care of all the um, all the conversations and um, tips that we kind of discussed. Excellent. Any references that either of you can think of or upcoming events that you'd like to share with our listening audience? No, no I don't have any, Cheryl. I, I wish I had thought of it before. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, there is a book. I don't know if we mentioned it last week, again, around performance um, for how managers can build up a self-motivated workforce, and it's by Doug Walker, and um, it's called AHA Performance, Building and Managing a Self-Motivated Workforce, and it speaks to some of the things we talked about today that supports managers and how to help motivate their staff to, you know, higher levels of um, performance. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a number of um, tools that can also be found on the Center for Creative Leadership's website. They have a great book, um, FYI for Your Improvement, which yes. is a really good coaching book. Love that book. May also be helpful. So, again, um, Valerie, I always want to thank you so much for the help that you um, do with regards to adding so much to our shows. Um, Pastor Manley, thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you. And, Annie, thank you so much for joining us as well. It's been a thank great you. conversation. And, as always, we want to thank our listening audience for tuning in. Please join us every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for Leadership Matters, Informing Leaders, Inspiring Solutions. Thank you again for tuning in. Leadership Matters with Dr. G is broadcast live every Wednesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a wonderful week and make your leadership matter.